Welcome to this edition of Development Matters, the London International Development Centre podcast series. I'm Anjuli Borgogna, Communications Officer at the LIDC. These podcasts look at interdisciplinary approaches to international development issues, and today I've gathered people around the microphone to discuss development education in schools and how we can engage children in global development issues. We're going to be looking at the concept of global citizenship and talk about why teaching children about sustainable development and humanitarianism is important and how to educate children on issues such as conflict, migration, climate change and poverty. In the studio with me, I have Dr. Doug Bourne, director of UCL's Development Education Research Centre, which is one of the world's leading centres for development education. And new SOAS senior fellow, Dr. Ben Dix, who is founder of the charity Positive Negatives, that is currently piloting a new education programme called Y Comics. Um, and Y Comics aims to communicate complex humanitarian issues to school children through educational comics. Doug, Ben, welcome, and it's great to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Doug, I'd like to begin by talking about what we mean by development education. So I'm sure most children globally have a level of awareness of global issues through the media. But is development education actually on the curriculum? And should school children even be exposed to such hard-hitting issues at a young age? Thank you for that. What you'll find around the world is that children will be learning about global and international development issues through a range of themes and subjects like climate change, fair trade, global poverty. But that the extent to which it's seen as important will vary from country to country. But what is also important, we have found, is it's not just learning about development and global issues, but it's the way in which the subject is taught. And one of the things we are very keen to do from the work of my research centre is to promote an approach towards learning that enables children to make connections between their own lives with the lives of children elsewhere in the world. And it's that connection between issues locally and globally that we think are particularly important. And that's where themes and terms like being a global citizen come very much the heart of education. And the extent to which the, the area of development education is taken up will vary according to the politics and policies of education ministry of a particular country around the world. In England, for example, at the present time, there's a major program called the Global Learning Program that has support from 5,000 schools. But you go to another country elsewhere in Europe or, say, um, in the Far East, for example, the level of engagement and interest in this will, will vary according to the interests of policymakers and practitioners. Thank you. And um, Ben, could you tell us a bit about your project Why Comics and explain a bit about what it is and why you specifically chose the medium of comics to tackle complex social issues other over other mediums such as film or literature? Sure. Um, well, I used to be a, a photojournalist uh, and, and worked for a long time in Asia. And then I, I had a, a long career with the United Nations in, in conflict areas, most notably Sri Lanka. And while I was working through the uh, conflict in Sri Lanka, I was I got introduced to political comics. Uh, Mouse was the, the one I first read, which is about the Holocaust. Uh, and I found this a particularly engaging way to read about a very complex issue, such as the Holocaust, through a comic strip. Um, and 
while I was there, I started to conceptualize, you know, what I was witnessing in Sri Lanka would be a very, was, would be a very interesting graphic novel of the United Nations, the Tamil Tigers, the government, civilian refugees, migration, all these kind of issues and how we get these complex issues across. And I was getting increasingly frustrated that I was forever writing uh, official and policy reports for the United Nations that very few people were reading. So I thought if I if I try to capture it in a in a comic book, it would have much wider audience and more a general audience. So I set up positive negatives um, and did my PhD in how you turn complex testimonies into graphic illustrations using Sri Lanka as the case study. And Positive Negatives for the last five years has been producing comics on migration, conflict, trafficking, all these kind of issues uh, for the media. And all the time I was thinking, actually, this would be fantastic for education to get these these comics into schools. So we, we're now developing Y Comics as a charity, which takes the comics uh, uh, and and takes them into schools but makes them interactive so that you read about one person's story through the comic but behind the comic you have all this interactive elements to it and I think why that's that's the success of it is that comics reduce the kind of othering that we see in other mediums that when you see a photograph or a film of someone uh, that person doesn't look like you it's it, um, it, it it's another um, whereas through a comic and through an illustration you can see yourself or you can see a family member and it makes it more personal and you can actually interact with them um, and for young audiences the comic sits beautifully in social media that, that younger audiences now are, are reading less and less pages of script and pages of, of text and they're interacting with the visual and the text and the comic houses that perfectly with with uh, speech bubbles and imagery and so these younger audiences and students are kind of engaging with the visual part of the brain and the text the literacy part of the brain and, and comics sit very well within that okay thank you and Doug coming back to global citizenship so children are obviously taught about historical crises at school um, but not about the current issues that are the ones likely to affect their own lives as they grow up. So I'm sure it's important to make sure that they're taught in a way that ensures optimal learning. Do you think more research is needed to understand the methods by which development education can be taught and how children actually learn about global issues and become global citizens? Yes, thanks. There are two or three things to say in response to that. Firstly, I think I would say that was quite important that children have a sense of seeing, of seeing the world positively and engage in the issues of today in a positive sense because a lot of the things they hear about could often be seen as very negative and a sense of feeling powerless and helpless. So one of the th ways I think it's important that any learning about big global issues of today is does so in a way that engages them and feels that they can play an active contribution in that role. Because a lot of the research that we have done has found that a lot of children start from a very negative view about global issues and particularly issues concerning people in sub-Saharan Africa or South Asia, for example. And the sense of people being helpless sort of victims in a way that sort of aid agenda can often reinforce that. 
So one of the things that we've been looking at is how do you encourage children to engage in these issues, to see that both they can make a positive contribution, but also to see that very, there are a range of positive stories and issues that can see that young people and well, people generally around the world are making a difference to make the world at a better place. But that's often quite challenging because a lot of the dominant messages children get come from the media or through sound bites that tend to reinforce those negative message messages. So we, from research we have done, we have found it's very important that learning about global and development issues is not seen as some one-off activity, but is seen as part of an ongoing process of learning and is seen to be part of learning about a subject, whether it's geography or history or a science-based subject, that you bring in a global element to that rather than just having a one-off lesson on a particular issue like fair trade or global poverty, which anyway you can't reduce to a 45-minute lesson. And so what we have found is therefore it's important that you work with teachers and particularly senior managers within schools to encourage that these subjects are part of the everyday life, the sort of common sense of a school's activity, and that it's not something that happens occasionally as a one-off one activity that might happen either within inside the formal curriculum and outside of it. And so we have, through our own research and work, put a lot of emphasis on developing um, the expertise, the professional expertise of trainers and educators to give them the confidence that they themselves can teach these issues effectively. And so our research has done a lot of work in these areas. We currently run a master's program in this area, and I have a strong pool of doctoral students doing work on some of these areas. And what we are finding is that when you start putting these themes as being very much part of the everyday life of the school and part of its overall mission and theme, for example, we're preparing children to live and work in a global society, then these things become very much more accepted and supported by school children. And coming back to learning and teaching methods, when teaching children about humanitarian issues, how can we encourage learning that moves from a charity mentality to one of social justice? And what impact can this have on the school as a whole? It'd be great to hear from both of you on that. Um, so the, the, the way we um, uh, produce and develop our comics are very much on the, the testimonies of an individual or a family. So the research that we do to actually produce it is, is to go out into the world and sit with an individual or a family uh, and learn about their life story. What brought, So all of last year, for two years, I was working with Syrian refugees um, in Turkey, on the borders of Syria, in Jordan, in the refugee camps, and then across um, uh, the Balkans and in Scandinavia. So throughout the whole journey, I was interviewing Syrian uh, refugees and putting together uh, a large piece of, of work of different comics that tell those whole stories. And when we take those into classrooms, suddenly children and, and students are, are seeing behind the headlines, they're seeing behind the statistics, and they're reading about someone's son and someone's brother and someone's mum and daughter. Um, and, and again, they can connect with that, that this is an individual, it's not a statistic, it's, it's someone that could be them, and it's someone they can engage and build empathy with. And what we found in the classroom, I mean, we had a, 
a lovely piece of feedback from a from a student, an Eritrean student um, at a school, um, and the 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 pilot comic that we've been doing um, is about an Eritrean girl who leaves Eritrea and comes to the UK, and it's about her journey of why she left Eritrea because she was being conscripted by the army, how she got across Sudan, Libya, the Mediterranean, Italy, and then her experience of going of claiming asylum in the UK, and an Eritrean student in the school suddenly was able to build new friendships and connect with other school students because they they suddenly, through the comic, could understand what her family had gone through to arrive in the UK. And and the comic shows, you know, in the media at the moment, we're just seeing the the, the crossing of the Mediterranean as the massive hurdle, and that's what we see in the headlines. But actually there are many many massive hurdles before you get anywhere close to the the mediterranean crossing libya is a nightmare crossing the sudan the sudan and the deserts are a nightmare um and so the comic is able to take the viewer into those spaces that a documentary maker can't go into the deserts of libya and film traffickers and sexual violence and and all of these atrocities that are happening in libya whereas a comic can take you right into that into that into that world and that space and therefore the the students are are building that empathy and building that connection with these stories and then we have ways that we have you know classroom exercises or homework exercises where where student we we encourage people to write to their mps we encourage students to to take an active role in advocacy and and this kind of work um and the feedback we're getting is is very impositive that it's it's encouraging students to take an active role and building that empathy i, I think what's quite important what ben's just said is the sense about the giving children real life stories and real life situations is I think a very important way of engaging children and young people in these issues and all too often the way these issues often portray both in the media and sometimes even taught in the classroom is that they're somehow distant and far away and not necessarily directly relevant to their everyday lives. And I think recent events um, around the world, particularly in terms of refugee crisis, has shown that actually these things are not some are not distant. They have a direct impact upon your own lives. And I think that's often the challenge. Um, and a lot of teachers particularly feel ill-equipped to deal with those approaches and therefore the importance of resources and material like the one Ben has outlined is is therefore critical in that regard because I think there's too much emphasis within lots of education institutions around the world about children just responding to things that happen in the world in a very superficial way often through a fundraising activity or doing some short-term activity um, or signing a petition that hasn't come out of any depth of understanding or learning. And I get concerned that there's often a, a, a sort of switch to over from just being aware to suddenly taking action without increasing that depth of knowledge and understanding. And I think there at the moment too many initiatives around the world that that just encourage a sort of a clicktivism, a, a quick instant response from young people without actually having some understanding what those issues are and that children being seen as sort of passive recipients. 
So therefore, if one talks about you know moving from a charity mentality to one of social justice, that's about encouraging within children and young people a sense of their own personal global social responsibility and to moving that they are part, can be part of a process of securing global social change. And the sort of charitable mentality comes from a view that sees, it takes a rather superficial view that we are just here to help rather than to actively engage in a partnership-based way. And Ben, relating to your pilot study, what are the biggest challenges of teaching development and humanitarianism to children that you have encountered? And have you found that the challenges differ across different borders, across countries? Um, well, the, I think the biggest challenge is is a very practical one, which is taking up teachers' time. Teachers are inevitably incredibly busy around the world. Um, and what we wanted to do and what we're, we're trying to do and the feedback we've got from our pilot study is to try and... Um, deliver a tool, an, an educational tool, um, which doesn't need new training. It doesn't need new apps or software to download. It's it's easy. It doesn't need a teacher to spend her or his weekend learning all of this new information. So it's delivered as a package. And so um, the pilot test that we've done uh, has reached about 300 schools across 26 countries. And we managed to do that in two months uh, in April and May this year, um, and what we've what we what we have created and trying to, to um, improve on is a very easy model that we can that we can email out a package, um, and that is uh, the, the the interactive comic. Um, which can be easily um, used on, on PowerPoint and whatever. Another challenge actually has been um, internet access. So we've, you know, the, the, the schools in the UK, in North America, in, in, in um, Europe have obviously got high-speed broadband. We've also been going out to schools in DR Congo and Ethiopia. Uh, in the cities, it's okay, but you go out into rural schools and it's more difficult. So we're now developing a, an offline package as well where it's... it's um, and that might actually be in print as well. You can engage with these comics and interact with them in, in print form. Um, but that, that's all in the pilot test. But the what we try and deliver to the teachers is uh, the interactive comic, the classroom exercises, homework exercises, um, ways to take action after you've after you've read them and what you can do with them. And so it's something that really uh, understands the, the the importance of teachers' time um, and how to get that out. But in terms of um, different countries' approach, we've the the feedback we've had has been across the board. It's been positive and enthusiastic that secondary, you know, our target audience is 14 to 18, 14 to 19-year-olds, um, and uh, interactive comics on global social issues the students and the teachers really seem to like it and engage with it. Um, so they're, they're, we've now just got to work out how to get that out into areas which doesn't have the, the, the fantastic um, bandwidth ability. Okay, thank you. Um, and to finish up, I'd like to ask both of your thoughts on the future of development education. So the fourth sustainable development goal on education specifies that by 2030, all learners will acquire the knowledge and skills needed to promote sustainable development, including through education for human rights, gender equality, promotion of a culture of peace and nonviolence and global citizenship. 
So are policies actually being put in place to ensure this? And what do you see for the future of sustainable development education in schools? I think the sustainable development goals are are very important uh, in terms of both the extent to which is raising uh, increased awareness of these issues, but also because compared with the Millennium Development Goals, they are global goals and not just just goals for the global south. So there's a sense in which there's a, a process of policy development and dialogue that can take place globally in which much more so than in the past, where people can learn and share ideas and approaches across the world. And I would hope that sustainable development goals would provide a, a major impetus for learning, enc- encouraging increased learning about global and sustainable development issues. I am, however, a little bit concerned that there also needs to be alongside that an same level type of discussion about the wider purpose and role of education, which in many, many countries has become reduced much more to approaches around just testing and acquisition of certain facts and data. Whereas actually behind all this approach towards education is one that goes way beyond that, that looks about the, the broader social and political and individual role that education can play in society. So I think the debate and well, hopefully the discussion around sustainable development education in schools will also feed into and lead out from a broad discussion about the purpose and role of education. And there are places around the world where there's increased recognition of them, some of these issues. It's also interesting that the OECD, in terms of their work on um, PISA and competencies for schools around the world, are for 2018 having a new theme around global competencies, which will be tested amongst schools around the world. So there's a sense in which some of these things are increasingly being accepted that should be part of the education practice. But I am concerned that there is also a countervailing sort of tendency and approach that actually reduces the value and importance of this when people see things just in very narrow economic terms. And uh, I mean, all all of our comics, all of our, our projects that we put out there um, have the, the sustainable development goals um, uh, embedded in them, so we, we all of our comics go out with a sense of inclusion and equality of, of race, gender, um, ethnicity, um, and and we're we're they can sit across curriculum, so we're they're being used in PHSE, in geography, in politics, in religion studies, um, and really try and promote that sense of equality and inclusion really to 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 try and show students that you know we we live on this global planet where we're all connected and there isn't that difference between myself and a Syrian refugee and and, and by showing that human story and by presenting people as human beings and not as others and not as statistics um, that's the way we're trying to kind of engage with these students and 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 teach them these these really important global lessons fantastic thank you very much and thank you for listening to the development matters podcast thank you to doug and ben for sharing their views today 
And if you want to know more and listen to previous podcasts in the series, please visit the LIDC website, which is www.lidc.org.uk. Thank you.